Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter, or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, good morning, and welcome to Church Online. It's so great to have you with us today. I'm glad you've been able to join us. Unfortunately, due to lockdown, we are no longer able to uh, meet together in church with our 20, serv- uh, 20 people in a service, so that's a bit disappointing. Uh, but we're going to continue to bring you church online uh, every week on Sunday morning, so I'd encourage you to continue to join with us in this way. Look, during the week, we, uh, we started a thing called uh, 40 Days of Connection, and uh, so that started on Thursday night, and we're going to do that every night uh, from 7pm, and uh, it'll go from Monday to Saturday And I'd encourage you to join in. This is just, we're doing this as a way of just fostering connection during this time. And uh, and so we're going to bring, you know, just different content to you every night. Some will be uh, devotions. We've got interviews uh, with uh, professionals in their fields. Uh, We've got, uh, I'm going to be doing a segment called Glenn's Friends. And we'll be talking to people from around our region and from other churches and uh, but w- the idea behind it is that we just create connection during this time. And so I'd encourage you to join in uh, for that. It's on Facebook at 7pm from Monday to Saturday. And then on Sunday we'll connect in our usual way online uh, through church. So I'd encourage you to join us in that way. Well, today we are starting a new series called Identity. And, uh, you know, last week we, started, uh, we finished a series called The Comeback Trail. And during that series, we talked about coming back strong and what it takes to come back strong. And I made a, a statement at the end to say, hey, we're back. And then the following week, we went into lockdown and then we're no longer back. And so this created a bit of an issue. But this is, this is actually, it's not a bad thing because I believe as a church, uh, it's not about just coming back to Sunday services. See, we're called to be more than that. Uh, We are called uh, to be a church that lives outside of a Sunday service. And so in this this series, uh, we're going to talk about what it is to be a church beyond the four walls. And we're going to take the next few weeks to discover what the Bible says about uh, what it is to be a church that lives outside these four walls. And so this week, I've entitled my message, Christ's Ambassadors. At the end of this message, we're going to take communion, and so I'd encourage you uh, to get ready for that. Um, But before we get into it, let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that you love your church, and that you know what's going on, and that you were, were not surprised by this whole lockdown and this coronavirus situation, Lord God. And so Lord, as we embark on this uh, series, Identity, Lord, I pray that you would help us to discover who you've called us to be uh, outside of these four walls and that we, would, that we would become the church that you've called us to be. And so, Lord, we look to you for our identity and we look to, to serve you in every way that we can. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the text today that we're going to be looking at is 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 to 21. So if you've got your Bibles with you, uh, why don't you read along? 
and says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the message, uh, sorry, the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. See, the Apostle Paul calls us something very profound here. And he uses the word ambassador. He calls us Christ's ambassadors. And I find this very interesting because when you start to look deeper at the word ambassador, the word that he uses here, we discover that there is so much more to being a Christian. And so today we're going to look a little bit deeper at this word and discover who God has called us to be as ambassadors. See, the Greek word that Paul uses here is the word presbuo. See, it actually means to be a senior. And by implication, it is to act as a representative or figuratively be an ambassador. So it carries this idea of an older person acting as a representative. But to gain a better understanding of this word, we need to uh, look at where this word presbuo comes from. It comes from the root word presbyteros. Now, the word presbyteros means elderly or a senior, but not just in age. It is actually a word that is used as a term of rank or senior, uh, sorry, of um, position. It has uh, with it an authority. See, presbyteros in the Jewish culture was actually uh, a term used to uh, recognise the people who were like the, the leaders of their community. You know, it's what they called the, San, the, the, lead, the council or the leaders of the Sanhedrin. Uh, but it was also uh, the older people in the community were the, were the people who had more life experience and were advanced in years and had wisdom. And, and they had oversight over their community. So this is where we get the word presbyteros from. And see, they, they actually administered justice and managed public affairs. But the key here is that they actually managed it uh, outside of the main city where the government resided. It's also where we get the word elder in, in, in the Christian church. And so it carries this, represent, uh, this idea of governance in another place. See, the term elder was given to the churches in the surrounding regions for those who had oversight over the churches. So if we go back to the word presbuo, we can then begin to understand that Paul was calling us Christ... When he was calling us Christ's ambassadors, he was calling us representatives of another government or kingdom that was not of that region and not of this world, actually. So if we take a look at the, the word ambassador in the English dictionary, it has the same meaning. We just have different language around it. 
See, an ambassador today is an accredited diplomat sent by a state as its permanent representative in a foreign country. And I think this gives us a good insight into the word ambassador and what it means for us as Christians. Because it really highlights that we are representatives of a kingdom that is not of this world. See, John 18, verse 36 says, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. See, Jesus' kingdom was a heavenly kingdom. This is also highlighted in Hebrews 11, verse 13 to 16. It says, All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So knowing this, that we are ambassadors of a heavenly kingdom, what does this mean for us? Well, firstly, it helps us to recognise how we should conduct ourselves and live our lives. See, when we represent someone else, it's important that we represent them well. See, when we hire an attorney, we hire them to, to represent us in a way that, that we would win our case, but they are representing our interests. Same goes for an organisation or, or, or a government position. We are called... Whenever we're, whenever we're in those roles, we're called to represent the people in which we uh, are standing for. And it's the same goes for us as Christ followers. See, we belong to another kingdom. We are called to represent, represent the, the interests of this kingdom. And the main interest of this kingdom of heaven is to reconcile everyone back to God. It's this interest that we are called to represent as Christ's ambassadors. See, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 to 21 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That was what that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. This is why we're Christ's ambassadors. We, it says, as though God were making his appeal through us. So this is what we carry. As Christ's as Christ ambassadors... We carry a message of hope to a lost world. We carry a message of reconciliation and we are called to deliver that message. God didn't just send his son so that we could have a good life 
and go to church on Sundays. He paid the ultimate price by sending his son to die and rise again, conquering death so that every single person that walks this earth would be saved. See, God doesn't want anyone to perish, and he paid the ultimate price. See, 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Again, in 1 Timothy 2 verse 1 to 4, it says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that they may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified. Sorry, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of our God, our Saviour who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. See, God's main interest is reconciling the world back to himself. And he sent his son Jesus to pay the price for our sin so that we could be uh, reconciled. But as followers of Christ, we have been given the responsibility of continuing his interest. We are called as ambassadors to deliver the message of reconciliation. So if we are called to deliver a message of reconciliation, how are we to deliver that message? Well, I think the definition in the English language of of ambassador uh, gives us a really good insight into how we deliver that message. See, an ambassador is an accredited diplomat. And I think this is very key. See, a diplomat, according to the dictionary, is an official representing a country abroad. But the way they conduct themselves is that they are a person who can deal with others in a sensitive and tactful way. They are a mediator. See, this is how we are to conduct ourselves. We are to be... uh, We are to represent God in a sensitive and tactful way and to help mediate uh, and direct people back to God. See, in my opinion, the church historically has been guilty of misrepresenting the kingdom. Rather than delivering a message of reconciliation, we have delivered a message of judgment and condemnation. We have bashed people over the head Uh, with the Bible and throwing the rule book at them. Rather than loving people first, we have told them to believe and then we will love them. We were never meant to conduct ourselves in this way. We were meant to deal with others with sensitivity and with tact. See, when I worked in welfare, uh, you discover very quickly that authority doesn't mean anything to these teenagers. See, I worked in the homeless sector uh, for, for homeless teenagers for six years. And unfortunately for these uh, guys that are in these, these places, authority, uh, the authority figures in their life have mistreated them, 
they've abused them, and they've neglected them. And so their, their relationship with authority has been damaged. And so the only way that you're able to, uh, to work with these guys is you actually have to uh, develop a skill of diplomacy. And you have to be sensitive and tactful in the way that you work with them. So you actually have to hold their best interests at heart. You have to love them first. You have to build trust first. And you have to go out of your way to show uh, kindness and goodness to them and build relationship. See, it's no different when we're reconciling people back to God. See, we must love them first. We must uh, treat them with uh, care and respect and with diplomacy. We must be sensitive and tactful in the way that we love the world around us. See, God has been completely misrepresented in this world. See, the devil is a liar. And he has gone out of his way to slander the name of God. And unfortunately, as a church, we have been guilty of reinforcing that view. We've got priests abusing kids. We've had cults stealing family members. We've had crusades throughout history doing things in the name of Jesus that weren't of his kingdom. And we have preached fire and brimstone instead of love and grace. And I think we've done a lot to change that. But I still think we have a ways to go. And unfortunately, people see God as this ego maniac, this authoritarian who is looking to smite them. And uh, this is just a total misrepresentation of who God is. So now as, as followers of Christ, we have a responsibility to represent God as a God who loves and cares for them. This is what we carry. So how do we deliver this message of recon reconciliation then? We must show people that we have their best interests at heart and show them that we care for them first, not just after they believe. See, once we show that we love them and that we care for them, we can only then reconcile them back to God. See, God actually modelled this way of doing it before we even were, were born. See, Romans 5 verse 8 says, God, But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So in our muck, in our sin, when we weren't even thinking of God, Christ died for us. God sent his son to show his love for us. He took the first step. And we must do the same. We must love first and then deliver the message second. So how do we love first then? Look, I think we must engage in our community. The community in which we live, Shepparton. We can't love Shepparton from inside a building. You know, we, we must go out and, and love our neighbour, love our families, love those people in our sporting clubs. We must get involved in our community. We must break down the wall between 
church and community. And we must be a part of it. You know, we are called to be Christ's ambassadors to this region. You know, during this six-week lockdown, we actually have an opportunity to love people. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's sending some food or some flowers, getting them delivered. Maybe it's sending some chocolates or maybe writing a card. There's some simple things you can do during this time to show that you actually care for people. So we can't afford to just wait for people to come to us. We must actually go to them. You know, we're doing this 40 days of connection. Why don't you invite someone to, uh, to join you online? See, we're putting it out there. Uh, we, want, we want to do all that we can to connect with our community at the moment. So why don't you invite someone from your Facebook list to come and join? Or maybe the Sunday service, why don't you uh, invite someone to come and watch with you? Host a watch party on Facebook. There's lots of things you can do during this time. But when this six-week lockdown is over, we can go beyond that. See, we can be involved in people's lives and we can love them up close and personal. We can help them. We can mow people's lawns. We can help them clean their houses. We can help them do jobs that they haven't been able to get to. Maybe it's helping someone move house. Maybe it's um, driving them to a doctor's appointment. There's so many simple things we can do to love people. And you know the people in your world. It's really about being aware of the needs in our community. You know, we're going to do all that we can as a church to, to get involved in the community. And I think that this is going to become a big part of who we are as we go forward. So yeah, I think as a church, we've done Sunday service as well. And we will continue to do service as well. Because we want to invite people to church. We want, to have, we want to worship God as a group. We want to get around the Word and learn and grow and become all that God has called us to be. But it's important that we carry this message of reconciliation every single day, every hour, every minute of our lives. The way that we talk to each other, the way that we look after each other, the way that we treat each other. Not just those who, who believe by every single person in our life. Let's not wait for people to believe first. Let's actually just love people, and in doing so, they might actually just end up believing in a God who loves them. So we are called to represent another kingdom, a kingdom not of this world, a heavenly kingdom. And we are all representatives of that kingdom. See, when, when we said yes to following God, we became citizens of heaven. And we carry the kingdom of God wherever we go. So I'd encourage you, let's be ambassadors for Christ. Let's love this world. Let's love uh, those in it. We're not called to love the things of this world. We're called to love the people in it. So let's, let's be proactive. And as we step, out, step into this identity uh, that we're... That we're talking about you know this new identity let's be people who reach this community who love this community and let's be ambassadors for Christ well this morning we're going to take communion and if you've got your emblems there the juice and the cracker would you take hold of them
You know, Christ died for us. He reconciled us back to God by dying on the cross. He poured out his blood. He broke his body so that we could have a relationship with God the Father, that we could actually become citizens of heaven. See, he bridged the gap that sin created, that gap between us and God. And God sent his son to pay the wages of sin, to die for us. And so today we recognise that when we, when we uh, do communion, that Christ spilt his blood for us, that he broke his body for us. And so would you drink with me this morning? And would you eat with me? In doing so, we're actually proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes back. We're actually saying, hey, this is what you did for us, so that we never forget it. It's one of the traditions that actually Jesus set for us, so that we would never, never lose sight of what he did for us. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you died for us. And God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus. And that you actually first loved us while we were still sinners. And Lord, I just pray that you would help us to take up our cross and that we would represent your kingdom and be ambassadors for you, Christ. And that we would carry this message of hope, this message of reconciliation and that we would deliver it well. That we would deliver it with sensitivity and with tact, and that we would have, uh, well, that we would show your interest as a loving God to the world around us. Lord, I thank you that you love us, and that you care for us, and that you have a plan and purpose for us as a church, Lord God. Lord, I pray that this next season would be a season of building identity, that we uh, would step into all that you have called us to be. And that we would become a city on a hill, Lord God, that shines its bright light uh, to a world that is looking for hope in you, Lord God. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc. Or find us on Facebook at Encounter.Shepherdon.